Hello everybody and welcome back to Hit The Post. Me and Harry are back. Today we're going to be previewing Dante Week at York and Lockinge Day at Newbury. Plus we're just going to be touching on the Derby and Oaks trials from the weekend. Uh, Harry, how are you doing? Yeah, good enough mate, you? Yeah, absolutely grand. Can't complain. Um, where do you want to start? Should we start at Lingfield or do you want to start with the Derringstown? Let's start at Lingfield where we absolutely can complain. Um, yeah, what a horrific derby trial that was. They were a bit uh, hit and miss, weren't they? Yeah, well, I mean, last year's race wasn't any better with um, English King, but at least we haven't had a massive market overreaction like we did last year. I don't know what you're on about. English King was the best mile and a half horse this side of the uh, Atlantic Ocean. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was also I was really disappointed with uh, Kiprios, to be honest with you. I thought he'd run a good race, but he really does look to be a proper stayer and a right plodder so he didn't have the speed for this but yeah he's um, um related to stayers isn't he isn't he he's, a, he's either a full brother or a half brother to falcon 8 who won the uh chester cup yeah search for a song yeah. and free eagle yeah all good horses good family it is but yeah no the race was a complete and utter disappointment like the whole of the racing card on um saturday to be quite honest yeah i mean I was going to keep it a secret, but we may as well tell everyone and let them laugh at us that we forgot the name of the winner of the Lingfield Derby trial. We just had to Google it before we started recording. <laughs> um, I remember the winner of the Oaks trial because she's very well named, Sherbet Lemon. Um, she was uh, under the cosh from quite a way out, but she showed a really nice attitude to stay on and win that. I just don't think she's going to be winning an Oaks, do you? No, I, to be honest, I don't think the first three home in, in either uh, Lingfield Derby and Oaks Charles will be up to much, but the one I'd take out would be definitely Saber Forest from the Oaks trial. Yeah, there. she flashed home, didn't she? Yeah, she was second, but I mean, she, she she's probably not a Group One filly, um, but she does look a nice horse. Like she's she's done her winning mostly mostly on the all weather. She's ran well in the all weather. She won at Windsor, um, but uh, to be honest with you. Like both trials, I didn't think many of them were up to much. Yeah, um, Adea, he was a solid favourite, wasn't he, after his run in the classic trial? But he was uh, he was well beaten in the end by Third Realm, who was shot to about eight to one. If you fancy fat with a derby, um, I was quite taken with Scope. He was the first off the bridle, and he managed to stay on all the way to the line. He came third in the end. He could be one for a ledger uh, later in the year. Of course, the one performance that we absolutely definitely have to touch on is that of Bolshoi Ballet, who you put up at the end of last pod as yeah. your horse for the derby. How impressed were you with this? Very, mate, very. And I think we would have, um, if anyone actually got on uh, last pod, I think you would have got a half-decent price about him. But yeah, no, he completely destroyed the opposition. And there were some good horses in behind. Group 1 winners, uh, Max yeah, Winnie. Max Winnie. Like it wasn't a bad race at all, and he's just—he's completely bossed it. He's put it to bed in the style of a, a proper Group One winner. So I—I—I I, I think he'll um fairly hose up in the Derby. You're happy with your double-digit anti-post price, aren't you? That's for sure. More than happy, yeah. I was speaking to um I was speaking to one of my friends, and he's got a 25 to one ticket on Bolshoi Ballet. Jeez, yeah, happy after, days. Yeah, it was after his new market maiden in October. That's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, so I'd be love, I'd love to be sitting on that, but no, I, I, I think we've got a question about Bolshoi Ballet later. I think so. 
we'll, yeah, we um, may we may as well answer that now if you want before we get yeah, into before I'll we get into York. I'll continue gushing, mate. Yeah, the uh, the question that we've received is: Do you think Bolshoi Bali is the right price at seven to four, and do you still think he'll be favourite after Vedanti? Firstly, what a question that is. Great um, question. Yeah, from a good man as well. Um, seven to four is absolutely the right price. Um, I think any bookie would be absolutely mad to go any bigger because I tell you, if if you if you went three to one. It would just get backed, backed, backed. Seven to four is fine from their point of view. Um, as a punter, understandably, you would want you'd want bigger uh, for a race next year and of the Derby's nature. But if I were a bookie, I wouldn't even be given seven to four. He'd be an even shot in my book. I, I genuinely think he is the Derby winner in waiting. Um, There's some I'm, hugely bullish shouts. Uh, well, yeah. I've, I've been really bullish for a while now. Um, obviously, you've probably got bored of me saying it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I I said to you I said to you before we were on air I haven't really got this excited about a three-year-old going for the derby since I did with Golden Horn and Golden Horn went on to be well one of one of the modern greats let's be honest um, Bolshoi Ballet is a horse I have plenty of time for I, I genuinely think he's going to be the derby winner and the Irish derby winner and I I with that performance at the weekend he'd have no trouble staying at a mile and a quarter. There's plenty of races you can win with this lad. Yeah, right. Well, you're very confident. I'll uh, I'll give my answer now. <laughs> and I don't, yeah, think li- I don't think you'll like it, but I think he's going to drift closer to, to closer to the day. Um, oh, I didn't answer the second part of the question. After the Dante, yeah, he'll still be the same price. They'll be foolish to push him out. High yeah. definition's not up to much. He won't be winning the Dante. Anything Oof. that does win the Dante, they don't have a great record in this race anyway. I think. There's only Golden a couple. Horn. Yeah, there's two winners in yeah. the last 15 years, Golden Horn and Authorised. Whatever wins it, it's not going to push Bolshoi Ballet out because if, if it does, I'll, I'll be having the Haskell Millions on. <laughs> well, uh, as I, I can't write off high definition. I think he's got a good chance, but obviously we'll get to that when we come to the Dante. Yeah. Um, uh, he's definitely going to drift closer to the time, Bolshoi Ballet. Um, anti-post betting is effectively dead now. I mean, I request a betted uh, Fall of Rome for the Chesham, a once-raced Frankel Colt over five Maybe. furlongs. Well, I might add, yeah. Yeah, and they gave me 10 to 1. Anti-post betting, it's it's not a thing anymore. There's no value. You look at the Cheltenham markets, there's zero value. It's it's a bit of a shame, really, because I had quite a bit of fun anti-post betting this year. Um, obviously, the bookies are just running scared of everyone who had, like, Quilixios at 14s, etc., they're not giving anything away now, are they? No, um, but no, I mean, he'll he'll drift on the day, and he'll still be favourite after the Dante. But it wouldn't shock me if High Definition won the Dante and got marginally close to him, given how popular High Definition was in the betting before um, the Darren's Town. They know which horse is the best horse, and I'm absolutely certain he won't drift on the day. He, I, I genuinely think he could even be post time a shade of odds on 10, 10 to eleven, one to two. I mean, Cormor, we've still got a month to go, haven't we? It's Cormor not always know the best horse. Look at look, even even though Saxon Warrior didn't win, he was clearly the best horse in the race. And look how he was punted on oh, the day. Oh come on! They know, and he 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 genuinely should represent an odds-on shot. Like it's may as well not even run the race. Yeah, to be fair, Anthony Van Dyke was a little bit well backed, wasn't he? I think he was somewhere like what seventeen to two into thirteen to two, something like that. 
yeah. he, was, he was well punted on the day. They must have known that uh, he was the good thing. So Dragon A being the favourite was a bit laughable. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we've got the benefit of hindsight. Uh, we will get into York anyway because we've got quite a bit to get through, and we don't want to, um, we don't want the podcast to drag. So without further ado, we'll get started with the 148, the Jorvik handicap. Uh, I know that you don't like handicaps, but do you have any opinion on this? Um, it's not that I don't like handicaps. It's that I just prefer uh, graded races, listed races. Um, but this is an interesting race. The one I've looked at for a while now is Throne Hall. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether he's lacking sort of big field experience. Um, he's only had, well, you can count on one hand the starts he's had. So he represents good potential. He's he's really well bred. He's Kingman out of a Galileo mare. But this race could be an absolute nightmare for punting. There's 16 declared to run. Um, I mean, there's the favourite in there, Il Arab, is it? Um, he's won, what, five on the bounce? Coming back from last year, you'd, you'd like to think he would maybe hold the form, if not kick on again. It's just, uh, the handicaps are fine. Um, I'd just prefer to wait until we've more handicap evidence later in the year, like Royal Ascot time, Glorious Goodwood. Those are the handicaps I'm keen to get stuck into. But if if you was just asking me to pin my colours to one, it would be Throne Hall at the moment, just because of, I believe he could be quite a good a good bit better than this mark of 98. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not going to go too in depth because. Uh... Like I said, we don't want the podcast to drag. I think Illarab is the right favourite. I think he's definitely still on an upward curve. He quite clearly likes York. Um, he showed a great attitude to win there last time. And it looks like the step-up in trip is needed. Uh, my Frankel, he's got obvious claims for Sir Michael Stout, so he's worthy at the top of the market as well. But one uh, a price that could spring up, he's already been very well backed. He was 25-1 to 1 this morning. He's now a best price 12s. It's Mr. Carpenter. He's 2 from 2 at York. He's won there at 100 to 1 and 25 to 1. And when he won at 25 to 1, I'm happy to say I was on at 45 to 1 with Paddy Power. <laughs> that was a that was a lovely day. But he likes York. Um, I think he'll be absolutely fine on on the ground. He's got and 20 it, pounds to find on ratings. Yeah, but he's carrying a really nice low weight, isn't he? Yeah, I, I suppose so. He's he's in all right form. I think that he could go well at the price. He maybe won't win the race, but he's uh, got good place claims. Yeah, I couldn't put you off that. Yeah, if if you're fed up with me having two selections in that, Jesus, you want to wait until this 2.10, the Churchill Tires handicap. And I think I've probably backed half of the field before <laughs> in the past. So God knows how I'm going to narrow this one down. Um, do you want to go first? And you can just maybe help me by ruling a couple out. Um, okay, well, I'll immediately rule out the favourite, Bielsa. Yeah, he's not on my radar. He's I not on like, my radar. I don't, I don't like really him, like him that really. much. I'm not a big fan of Sylvester D'Souza, nor the King Power Horses. Um, I think he was, well, for want of a better phrase, really flattered last time out. And even when you look at it, he was five to four favourite that day, and he was still beaten comfortably. Um, he's what, six to one? No. Yeah, no, he's as short as 11 to two. It's very short, for isn't a it? 19 runner handicap. Like there's bound to be a few non-runners, but there's, yeah. there's no chance he'll be carrying my money. So he's he out for me. Backed off the boards in the Portland as well, wasn't he? And he was very disappointing. He finished fifteenth. The one, the one I thought 
I perhaps would have a, a small each way bet on would be Staxton. Right. I think he's progressive enough, um, albeit he is six now. But he's on a nice nice mark here. Um, I think he's a fairly decent each way price, isn't he? About 12 to 1, yeah. 12 to 1, yeah. That's fine for me. Um, obviously, he won the silver sprint. He's got a four-pound rise. He's progressive enough. Um, his form's quite good. He's he's largely quite consistent as well. I think he's a decent each way bet. Yeah, I mean, I think that if we were at Ripon, I'd probably prefer prefer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think I can back him here. He, those colours and that trainer, Flying Pursuit, would probably be a better bet. I don't know if he's kicking, still kicking about, but he was an old favourite at York, wasn't he? Love um, Yeah. I've I've backed Gulliver in the past for six furlong handicaps at York. My dad absolutely loves Ralston Scar. I backed Abraham Gold on all of the finals day. I've backed Soldiers Minute in the past. Mr. Lupton, Staxton, hyper-focus as well, but he's going to need it to be an absolute swamp. Brian the Snail, he wins when he wants, doesn't he? Um, my dad backed Hey Jonesy when he chinned Summer Gand in the Wokingham, and thankfully for me, to save my cash, Danzino's a non-runner. But there's hmm. so many old favourites in this race that I can't really just land on one. Uh, but if I was pushed, I'd probably go with Gulliver. Um, Gulliver, with those yeah, horrific uh, dartboard silks. Oh, they're lovely dartboard silks. Do you actually like those? Yeah, I do actually like those. But Ooh, Gulliver, no. he's, uh, he's now £2 below his last winning mark. And he's been running on the all-weather over the winter. I think that the return to York is going to see him to good effect. He'll handle the ground. I see no reason why he can't be in the first six, seven here. With, yeah, Skybet are paying seven places. That's 15 to two with seven places. I think that's great value, to be honest. You know, he's going to be flashing home at the business end. Yeah, you sold me with that. Yeah, we'll go to 2.40 at York. This is the Duke of York Clip Logistics Stakes. This is a really nice competitive race. Um, I'll, I'll get started if you want, because you're probably fed up with me just passing the baton over to you. Yeah, go on. Uh, where do I start? <laughs> I, I love Summergand, but I think this is going to be a bit of a huge ask for him. It was already quite a bit of an ask last time. I was ruined not backing him when he beat Oxted at Newmarket. And there's quite a big price disparity between them here, isn't there? Considering Summergand has beaten Oxted before. So, on that logic, you're not going to like me because of connections, but I am going to say I think Art Power is probably the bet. Um, he was only beating a length in that in that champion sprint Ascot. He's beating two and a half lengths in the Sprint Cup. It looks like he needs six furlongs more than five if you look at his form. Uh, similar to Mr. Carpenter, East B's in pretty decent form. Uh, I just prefer Art Power over Oxted. Obviously, the only thing that Oxted has in his favour is the fitness. I don't know where you where you stand with this, where you lie with this. I'm sure you're going to tell me though. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I've I've been looking at the betting for this one. The one that immediately sprung to mind for me was Starman. Um. I was really quite taken with his three wins last year. Um, and he was fundamentally outdone by the ground last time in, in the champion sprint at Ascot, like a few of these ran in. Um, yeah. It is always a messy race, isn't it? As it a is. General it's good to soft here, and it's his reappearance. Um, I was thinking he could be double figures, 10, 12 to 1. I thought it'd be a nice each way bet, but 
he's as short as four to one. Um, after this race, I think Starman would be the one to take from it, regardless of his run, because I'm pretty sure he's best on rattling fast ground. Um, the bet for me in this race would be Oxted. I, I, I can't fathom how Art Power's favourite. I really can't. Is he favourite? Yeah, largely. Oh, no, God. I don't like putting up favourites. Yeah, well, you've just done so. Oxted <laughs> what, is a group... what I'm looking o- at, it says they're both 7-2. to two. Mm, Oxted's a group one winner. He's had a reappearance, um, albeit he should have probably won, uh, but Summergan had fitness on his side this time. And if you're looking at the two market leaders, you've got the class horse, the group one winner, with fitness on their side. Or Art Power coming off a long layoff probably won't like this ground, should need the run. Oxted's four to one in places, and for me that's a that's a real decent bet tomorrow. Um I'm just disappointed that Starman's so short. If he does drift tomorrow, um I, which I to be honest can probably see happening, he's definitely a place bet for me. I think you'll get four places, five places maybe somewhere. Um but yeah, no, definitely Oxted. Uh, now that you mentioned it, you probably is overpriced. Uh, it, it's not a bet. I'm. It's not a race I'm going to be betting on. Mm. But if I was, I'd probably marginally be without power. But I can see. Obviously, I can see where you're coming from. He is the wrong price, Oxted, isn't it? Yeah, he maybe should be favourite. And Starman is probably a bit too short, but he's beaten yeah. Dakota Gold over course and distance, and everybody loves Dakota Gold, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Dakota Gold and El Astronaut, the, the two most lovable sprinters in the game. <laughs> 310, the Tatsol's Musidora Stakes. Uh, we'll keep it moving, we'll keep it moving. I won't dwell too much on El Astronaut, as beautiful as he is, and as well as he won at Chester. Absolutely pinged the gates and flew home. Uh, I won't get distracted, I won't get distracted. <laughs> Noonstar versus Tiona with some possible each way shouts in behind with eight runners um i presume you'll be siding with noonstar won't you yeah i will but i'm completely shocked um just for context uh me and mike were talking before the pod just shooting the breeze i guess um and we were talking about this race and when we were looking which well for the benefit of the listeners was probably what 25 minutes half hour ago noonstar yep. was as good as five to two three to one um, I've now loaded up the bookies, and she's as short as thirteen to eight, seven to four, five to four. Like Six the money, to four sky. yeah. Wow. The money is coming about twenty minutes. I've no idea where from. I'm not sure if bloggers back on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I'm definitely Noonstar. I was really taken with her win last time. Um, Tiona represents good form. The CM Press form from Newcastle, whom I've always quite liked. CM Press. Um, I've had a decent word about her as well. Um, Noonstar would be definitely the one for me, but she's fairly short now. I should have got on um, a while ago. The racing post site here, I mean, you know, 12 tips for Noonstar, two for Tiona. Brilliant. Uh, but I, I don't know if anybody listened to my uh, reluctant case for Tiona at the end of the last pod, but I put up Tiona for the Oaks at 16 to 1. I believe she's been backed into fives now. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I didn't take any of the 16s because I wasn't that confident. <laughs> but Hopefully, some of you are on at nice prices. Uh, if she wins here, she could go as short as something like five to two. I think I put a uh, moon star as well, didn't I? So both of our you did. So both of our oaks uh, under pressure picks are running against each other here at seven to four and six to four. Could be interesting. Yeah, I think I put up Wembley for the derby. I don't think that that's looking very good after his Guineas performance. 
I forgot. What did, <laughs> I, what did I put up for the derby? Oh, um, I don't know. We might have already touched <laughs> on it. Yeah, off. perhaps. Yeah, go on. Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a no-bet race for me again this. I'm not being very decisive at all. I can't really split Noonstar and Tiona because obviously Noonstar has race fitness on her side. Um, by Galileo out of midday. She's definitely got a pedigree to be scared of, hasn't she? Um, I've been told not to make a Mother Earth slash Snowfall joke. So Snowfall on her own merits is running here over one mile two. She was a bit disappointed at the back end of last season. She might be a little bit better here. Um, it's interesting that Ryan Moore rides. I'm sure if he asked politely, he would have been allowed to ride Noonstar, wouldn't he? Yeah. I, I think I think he would have. I know that he's ridden for Stout in the past when O'Brien's had one in the race. Maybe he's got a little bit of confidence in Snowfall. Uh, Mystery Angel's been well-backed in the last couple of days. I think she was as big as 12-1. to 1. She's now as short as 13-2. to 2. And... She won the pretty poly, so she wouldn't be without a shout here. It's perhaps maybe a bit of a quick turnaround, just 10 days since her last run. She does all of her best run in the new market, though, which yeah. can tell me she's not really the greatest record on tracks that have a couple bends. I'm not sure whether that's just her, um, but that would she, she seems to be completely at her best on the straight new market roly mile so that might be something to just bear in mind yeah uh, i'm not gonna have a bet in this race but my selection would marginally be tiona just to clash with you yeah and well, varian's yeah. got a good record in the race i believe he won it with nausea didn't he um, and francolina dead heated for second that's going yeah. back a bit I'm, I'm googling this to check to make sure i'm not a complete idiot i remember yeah. when um when nausea shutter won speed won this in in 2017 and the Goston Yard were absolutely adamant that shutter speed was the the Oaks Bet, filly, and then then enable. <laughs> yeah, and then enable come along, and you know the rest is history. But this this record uh, this race does have a nice record for, well, unlike the Dante for going onto the Oaks, you've got um, Somi Dar, the Fugue, Sariska, like decent horses that have won this race. Like whereas the Dante has been a few questionable turnups. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited for this and think noon star will take plenty of beer yeah right i've just got a little bit of a trivia question for you now the listeners Ooh. can have a go at this as well on. so after you've mentioned shutter speed this is like triggered a memory i've got in my head um so i want you to tell me ignore the arc where she finished sixth right but can you name along with shutter speed the four horses that have beaten home and able ignore the arc did you say Ignore the arc where she came sixth. Right. But who beat her in the Eclipse? Oh, this is giving you clues. Who beat her in the Eclipse? Who beat her in her third arc? And who was second in the race where Shutter Speed won? Right. Gaia? Yep. Um, oh, wow. His name's on the top of my tongue. I've actually got a hat. Um, a, a baseball cap with his name on. Um just look around your room, you'll find it. Wait, I might actually open the wardrobe. <laughs> Waldgeist, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That was that took me far too long. That, it's, that it's, better it's the be pressure. the one you've got. That better be the one that you've got um on your hat. I should yeah. hope you've not got the name of this handicapper on your hat. Well, no, I probably don't, mate. Um, Do you need a clue? Yeah, I'm I'm struggling here. Yeah, I don't think many listeners will understand. Uh, We'll have an idea either, so I'll give you a clue. He wore green colours, and he was trained by Mr. Haggis. 
Haggis. Oh, yes. was it? Um, I oh, his name's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> um, it's double barreled. Um, it's two words. It's, it's yeah. not double barreled. Well, well, you know what I meant. Yeah. Um, give me the initials and I get it. R H. Rain House. Correct. There you go. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mate, that took me. That stumped me for far too long. <laughs> he was actually trained by uh, Ryan Meehan when when he won this. Well, when he came second to Shutter Speed as well. So that was perhaps a poor clue from me. Yeah. But, no, no, I knew he was trained by Haggis. I just didn't know he was trained by Brian Meehan. Meehan? Meehan? It's a shame you didn't count the best horse in that uh, question to ever beat an Abel. Who's that then? Sotsas? Yeah, 100%. Waldgeist is better than Sotsas. No. Sotsas yeah. is better than Waldgeist, Gaiath, all of them. Oh, all right. Oh, That's okay. a... Waldgeist would have absolutely hosed up in that arc, and you know it. All right, let's just move on. <laughs> yep, we'll, I need to cough. <laughs> um, right, we need to move on to the 148 York five furlong matchbook betting exchange handicap. We won't spend too long looking at this because I don't really have a clue, to be honest. The likable Copper Knight is favourite. He's back down to a mark of 85, which is very, very, very short. Um, based on his former ability, you've got to assume he's better than this mark. He was third last time out at Chester, so he's definitely not completely gone at the game. He's a worthy favourite here. Uh, one that I like at a price, I'd probably say Sunday Sovereign, who, who I actually backed for the Norfolk way back when. Um, I think A. Ailey won it. I backed him for that, and he was 8 for 14. Um, sent off a well-backed 13 to 8 favourite. It's uh, it's interesting to see him in a handicap here. He has run in a handicap at York before, and he was 8th of 9, but he's been gelded. He's back here. Tim Easterby trains. I'm just going to keep putting up Tim Easterby horses, aren't I, all week? Um, but he would probably be my each-way selection here. And Copper Knight would probably be the win selection, although he is an each-way price. Nice. Have you got, yeah, have you got an opinion on this at all? No, we'll pass. No. Just, we're, on the, we're on the Thursday now, by the way, if, if any... Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll happily pass on that. Yeah, the next race is going to be a pass for me as well. I, I just don't like this race at all. It's the Middleton Phillies Stakes over one mile two furlongs. I'm going to say that Passion wins it. I, I don't like Queen Power. I, I don't like any of the connections of Queen Power. I'm really sorry. Please don't hate me. Um, Passion wins this race. Have you got anything, yeah. to, add, anything to add? Nothing to add, mate. Swiftly onto the 240. Yep, okie doke. Powering through these. Where, where were we when uh, we were spending ages on the Wednesday? Yeah. The next one's a one-mile handicap, the Hambleton handicap. Uh, I know you've got a strong fancy on this. I'll let you kick us off. Yeah, this is a handicap um, I will be having a bet in, actually. Um, it'll be brunch. Um, I really, really fancied him at the start of the year, and he was second to uh well uh, completely well in hakiki on the day um i thought he had that race all but one inside the final half furlong but hakiki basically sprouted wings and come and chin him on the line he's brunch in this race is by far the classiest horse in here um he's a great record at the track i think he's two from two um one at the course and distance as well the other one just um on seven furlongs i believe he's of a mark of 101 here um and let's be honest, you're not going to need to be much better just to take this. Um, but he's definitely not a 101 horse. He's he's a, a very, very decent handicapper. Um, half of these are getting on a bit. They've had their best days. 
this lad is is four year old he well comparatively with these rivals very very unexposed um matthew flinders should not be the favorite um brunch will win this race and 13 to 2 is an absolute gift yeah i I like brunch as well and i'll just put up a couple of each way prices um shalia and kinran Uh, i do like what's the story as well i just think he's a bit high in the weights but he likes york he runs really well at york that performance as well where he was just one length behind top rank i think that's pretty good form on his reappearance um, yeah I, I didn't expect him to run to that level at all i was quite impressed with that but he's gone up another two pounds for it <laughs> returning to york from a draw of stall three he could go quite well but i think that kinran is probably a place banker because it's kinran he always is he won't <laughs> win but he should he should place he showed signs of life again at chester i'd completely wrote him off last time at chester he was just third but he was staying on really well all the way to the line and i can't even remember the other one i said oh shalia yeah shalia was second um behind finest sound last time literally just pipped on the line by finest sound who has some really nice form this year actually um yeah i quite he, like finest sound yeah he was he beat home nugget who won the really nice race at newbury and he was behind Astro King and they were, I think they were second and third respectively in a really valuable handicap at first. So they've been holding their form quite well this season. And Shalia beat home Escobar as well, who was third in the Victoria Cup, right? Yes. So yeah. that form has worked out quite well. And Shalia's only been put up a pound for that. Actually, she's been, nope, that's Finest Sam that's been put up three pound. My bad. <laughs> Shalia has gone up one pound for that performance um no doubt this price is gonna go he's 10 to 1 now um but i think that trackside j has a bit of an obsession with putting up shalia so the price is probably going to go closer to the day i'd advise you take the 10 to 1 now because <laughs> that's going to get shorter um and omira has another one in the race firmament who used to have a very very impressive record at york but he's just gone a bit downhill recently hasn't it i think he was something like three runs or uh, seven runs where he finished all in the first three but last season he had a six a 12 and an eight for york so and i'm probably a bit reluctant to back him and cam hardy's not had a winner from 45 rides in the last fortnight so that's that's me done on that race do you want to move on to the danny yes let's move on to the danny brunch to win that and Shilly here each way, I'd say. Uh, we'll move on to the free ten then. The Dante high definition is the best price, eleven to four favorite. I know that you don't like him. You don't think he's going to win this, so we'll tell everyone who does. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be overly confident about anything in here. Um, to be quite honest with you, um, the Dante in recent years uh, hasn't thrown up the Derby winner in a while. Um. But it does throw up a good horse. Um, Roaring Lion, Permian. Obviously, Golden Horn went on to win the the Dante. No, the uh, the Derby even. The Grey Gatsby was a fairly decent horse as well. Um, but uh, yeah, like you say, high definition. I'm really not a big fan of him, to be honest. Um, I know uh, we were speaking uh, in a group chat the other day, and I think me and another lad come to the conclusion that he's just a lazy horse he does everything behind the bridle he's like what you'd want in a three mile hurdler like he i don't think he's that quick 
Um, I think they really fell into his lap when he was really impressive in the, oh God, the name of the race escapes me. Um, the was, race. Just call it the Aidan O'Brien stakes. Cause he's yeah. Like the last 20 the seasons, hasn't the he? Yeah, that's the is, one. Yeah. Aidan uses it as a farm for his potential derby horses and they all completely fell into his lap. Um, but the mate who I've come to, um, that sort of lazy sort of comparison with him in high definition has given Hurricane Lane a good shout and I couldn't put anyone off him to be honest but the horse I'd be given a chance to is Royal Champion um, he's really quite unexposed the only issue is he's by Sharmadal and I'm not a biggest fan of his um, but he did nothing wrong on his reappearance in the field and the listed race um, Gordon Horn was actually beaten in the field and I think no he didn't he won the field and um jack hobbs in that day um i think frankie rode jack hobbs and buick was on golden horn and golden horn won um but the field often throws up a half decent horse um that i think was a really good race um royal champion was a sixth length third to the Godolphin Charlie Appleby pair, Highland Avenue and Secret Protector. And if you follow racing, you'll know that in that particular time of the season, his yard was absolutely flying at Newmarket. Um, whatever they ran, I think you could potentially... Honestly, they were five pounds clear of anything they sent out that week. Um, I think he did well to place in circumstances. Um, I think he was just outsped by properly tuned up horses from the Appleby yard um he actually beat youth spirit who's gone on to thank the form and uh, fancy man ran well in that race as well that was a good race and for his second lifetime start to place in a listed race i think is a reflection of his class um he won a good maiden last year at newmarket as well um there's a few horses in there that have gone on to win again uh, no man albert camus has won Balearic. I think that race has been quite decent as a maiden, to be honest, as they go. Um, he's got a mark of 100 here, and I think he's definitely in time going to be a little bit better than this. Um, I think I'll chance him at the prices. He's 6-1, to one, um, just on the basis that I'm not the biggest fan of high definition. Um, but yeah, he'd be my bet, but I'd be inclined to give a mention to Gear Up as well. He actually beat my um, Derby odds on shot, didn't he, out in... Uh, no, he didn't. Am I? Yeah, no, he did. He did at Saint Cloud. Yeah, yeah. Saint Cloud. It was Criterion, just wasn't heavy it? Ground. Yeah. Yeah. So he he beat uh, Macaloon, who ran today and won. Tiger Tanaka and Bolshoi Ballet, and I've made no secret that Bolshoi Ballet is the Derby horse. Like he's a really nice horse gear up, and I think with Johnson's um, horses in fly and form, he could be quite hard to pass. Like I know he won it last year with Thunderous, I believe. Yeah. um well, yeah it was run after the derby wasn't it yeah it was yeah. <laughs> and um uh i think he's won it with permian in the past as well he uh, not permian what a boy he was a legend mark johnson likes this race um so he'd be one i'd like to give a mention to um but without trying to sound like you and mention the whole field uh royal champion was, would be my bet i was gonna say you're gonna give me time to speak or what yeah go on, go on. <laughs> um yeah i i like high definition um, it's not completely implausible, if that's a word, that he's going to step up from seven furlongs to one mile two. Anthony Van Dyke's last run as a two-year-old was over seven furlongs, and he won the Linkfield Derby trial on his first start as a three-year-old. So it's entirely possible. The way that he finishes those races, like you say, they fell into his lap, but 
the same thing sort of happened with um, St. Mark's Basilica. I remember one race, at, I can't remember where it was, I think it was at the Cura. He looked dead and buried over six furlongs, and he just found a, set, a quick change of gear, and he just fled, flew through the pack, and he ended up winning the race. And later that season, he won the Dewhurst. So I think that, you know, he's got class. I think that High Definition also has class. Um, he's perhaps a bit short for this, though. I'm not sure Aidan O'Brien has the greatest record in the race. Uh, I know that Japan came to Vedanti and he was disappointing. Um, the one that I would be with, like, I can't believe you've not mentioned him, mm. it'd be Flying Visit. Yeah, no, he yeah. represents he, the Bolshoi Ballet form, two, doesn't he? Two and a quarter lengths behind Bolshoi Ballet. He had some very interesting forms as a two-year-old. He won over one mile and a furlong on soft and heavy ground. And then he was pitched into a handicap over six furlongs two weeks later, and he was ninth. <laughs> so that sort of tells me he needs a nice needs a nice trip. He's never run over a mile two before, but I can't be I can't see it being much of a problem for him at all, really. Um, everyone says that Bolger horses need soft, don't they? But yeah, this lad I think will actually need the soft though. Um, yeah, but I think and, he's overpriced at twelve to one. Yeah, he was really busy as a two-year-old as well. Um, yeah which isn't necessarily always a bad thing. Yeah, well, you can see he's definitely trained on. He put up a good performance on reappearance. Yeah, no, what what price is he like? Um, he is 12 to 1. Yeah, 12 to 1, that's definitely overpriced. Yeah. Uh, there's 11 runners, so you could perhaps maybe in places get four. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good bet. I like that. Uh, Sky, the only firm offering four places. But if, if high definition drifts to about 138, I'll take that. Um, if not, small, small, small each way play on flying visit, possibly a quarter of a point each way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you didn't mention Alenque or McGallan, so I'll just touch on them quickly. I don't think that either of them will win this. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if McGallan did for the Golden Horn connections, but Alenque, um, however you want to pronounce it, I've probably butchered it, I'm sorry. The classic trial isn't really holding up his form that well. Um, it was just a bit of a disappointing race, really, wasn't it? A day he didn't really win the Lingfield uh, the Lingfield Derby trial. Yibir, he was fourth in the D stakes at Chester. It was it was a bit of a, a bit of a rubbish race, if if I want to be brutally honest. Recovery running, he was ninth in that, and he ended up coming fifth in the Lingfield Derby trial. It's it's not worked out very well at all. Um, so high definition for me and flying visit each way uh, yeah royal champion for me and I'm also going to you've sold me on flying visit yeah each way um, it's just interesting I'm looking at Hurricane Lane here um, I think he's definitely going to appreciate this sort of trip with perhaps what could be testing ground come Thursday I'm, I'm surprised you like him because he's by Frank yeah but here's the sort of left-wing kind of thinking I've got. He's out of a Scirocco mare. So this just screams trip and bad ground to me. Yep. Um, I'm not the biggest Frankel fan. Um, I mean, he does tend to get, really, when you think about it, middle-distance horses with a love of soft ground, like the best of them being Cracksman. And, well, um, you all Anna know Perna. the story of Cracksman. Yeah, Annapurna. Um, they tend to be... Uh, like sort of not quite stairs but middle distance horses with a turn of foot and <laughs> being by a Scirocco mare that that is just it's quite funny actually I think yeah. he's isn't, definitely like the ground isn't the Grand Vizier a Frankel 
the Grand Vizier. I yeah, think he, he is. He, yeah, and, and he's won an Ascot race over two miles and four furlongs. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if you see his uh, progeny get the um, novice hurdle call up anytime soon. No, well, some of them have already ran over hurdles. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll move on to the 340, the Westo, Westow Stakes. Don't know how you want to pronounce that. Uh, Acclam Express, he's the worthy favourite, isn't he, after his runs in Maidan? Yeah, I'd like him. Um, I think he'd be a decent bet in this. He's about 94. Um, I think he's definitely the class horse in the race. Um, he, uh, Well, he's uh, only a pound clear of Windsor Power on, on um, uh, ratings, but um, he's, he's, in, he's beaten it twice as well. Yeah, an Easterby horse there might be pleased to know Winter Power. Um, I'm not. I'm not backing this one. No, why's that? <laughs> no, because <laughs> I am in the Acclam Express camp. I really yeah. like Acclam Express. He's he's the only one I've really looked at in this race. Winter Power was really impressive on a last start of last season. Um, beat Method by three lengths, but I'm not sure if Method would have appreciated the minimum trip of five furlongs. So I'm going to put a line. Atalis Bay in this as well, who's um, a decent price for this race, but I think he could be one to mention too. Uh, you can mention him if you want. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I I think this race is as simple as Aklan Express should win this. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll let you take it away. Well, he he just wins, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> I mean. He's ran out, ran some absolute crackers in um, in Maidan. He was second in the group two, he was third in the group three, and he was third in the group one at forty two on, where he was basically on the other side of the track for the entire race all by himself. He ran an absolute screamer, and he's due some compensation. So if you can run well here, um, at a track that he's already won at over the course and distance, he's nine to four is a gift, I think. Mm. One thing I would say with um, with Muka. Um, the other oh, man, that, that fella. Yeah. So I've I've an interesting theory about Muka. Um, uh, he's obviously one from one here. I don't think he's the biggest fan of undulating, uh, sort of tricky tracks. So he was he raced at Nottingham this season, and I mean it is a straight course. Um, but it's not the most level of courses. They're they're up and down, up and down. And then he raced at Hamilton, which is also straight, but it's downhill, uphill, and I don't know if you've ever seen any racing at Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, so this it's, like, it's, like, it's a bit it's of a like, mess. Yeah, you you leave the stalls and you're on hill already. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare. Um, he's done his winning um, at Newcastle and York, and to be honest, they're almost identical tracks bar the surface. Um, <laughs> He's ran well at Dundalk as well, which is flat, like completely flat. Um, it does have a left, uh, a left-handed turn, turn, but he was beaten by Urban Beat, and I, I quite like Urban Beat as well. But I think the track, and with this little bit of cut in the ground, um, I think you'd be foolish to completely dismiss him. I'd be happy to give him another chance each way. I mean, he's definitely an each way price. Twelve to you one, isn't he? Fourteen in places, yeah. Yeah. You you make a good point about the tracks. I I did look at him and then I just sort of looked at his form this season and I was just like, maybe he's not trained on. But if if it could be down to the tracks, then yeah. I think he's, he's a tricky good. horse. I think he's definitely got a lot of ability, but I think he has his own way of going about things. I, his two-year-old season looked really nice and impressive, but you look at him and 
although he looks to be on the face of things a really straightforward ride, he does need a hell of a lot of cover. And if you touch him, um, he doesn't really find a hell of a lot like Archibald. Um, but yeah, I think just with his optimal conditions, I think he's fairly overpriced. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to Friday then. There are two really nice listed races for Phillies, but I don't think we're going to go into them because there's too many horses entered. I don't think yeah. that we can really be sure of what's going to turn up, but we're going to have a crack at the Auction Cup where there's only nine declarations. I can imagine one or two of them are going to come out, so we'll do our best to avoid picking those. Uh, but my fancy for this at the moment would be Sir Ron Priestley. I was really impressed with the way that he won the um, the race at Newmarket against pile driver oh and we talked about the uh, Sauron priestly pile driver last pod didn't we yeah we did i, I think i picked pile driver um, i laid pile driver and back Sauron priestly so i re- trust me to remember that <laughs> yeah it's unfortunate for you but you're still down in the head-to-head on twitter though isn't it um yeah ouch <laughs> you had Priestley. sorry you asked for it um yeah yeah Sauron priestly over a mile and six furlongs he i think he's been crying out for a step up and trip um, I really do, and I'm glad that they're sending him here. I'm disappointed that they're going to go for the Hardwick at, um, at Royal Ascot. I'd love to see him in the Ascot Gold Cup because I think he's a stayer through and through. Um, I think he wins this, and I'm not going to put up my each-way selection because I know that Harry's going to mention him. Um, but if I'm random of a I've butchered the pronunciation. If well, I challenge I, anyone to say that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a Jim Watson. Shout out Jim Watson if you're listening. I'm just going to call him the Soldier Song because I believe that's what it translates to in Irish. So the Soldier Song, he's meant to be running at Leopardstown in the Savile Beg, I think it's called. Um, but if he runs here instead, I'd fancy him. I think he's a really nice horse. Um, go on then. But make your case for my each way selection. Yeah, it's our reachway selection. This is another one of the races we uh, looked at uh, pre-pod. Um, and I, I believe we've both got a real soft spot for Spanish Mission. Um, he He's pretty much the second best horse, third best horse on ratings in this, in this race. Um, I think he's been given two very, very bang average rides um, out in... Well, he... Where was it? Ryder was Saudi was yeah, the first one. Yeah, the first one was at Saudi and the second one was at Maidan. Yeah, and then who, at was, Maidan, who was the jockey for both of those? Out of interest, Ryan Moore. Ah, uh, yeah, I know you're not the biggest fan of him, um, but I really like Spanish Mission. I have a lot of time mm-hmm. for him. Um, he's a real good stayer, and yeah, just looking at the well, there's one firm that have priced it up, William Hill. He's 16 to one here, and I think. There's there's nine entered at the moment. Are you sure? It says it says here William Hill. They've they've got sixteen to one. Where I'm looking anyway. Have they got Stradivarius in the betting though? They do have Stradivarius in the betting. Yeah. Racing Post don't have Stradivarius in the betting, and it's shown as William Hill ten to one, which ten I think one. is more of a fair price. Oh, yeah. you, you can't really complain with that. No, if ten you, to if one. You're gonna get fine. Free, if you're going to get three places, that's a cracking bet. It is. Um, yeah. One I would like to just quickly mention as well, which okay. could be anything, is believe in love. <laughs> Honestly, it it could be anything. Um, really good uh, last year, and I think she 
was beaten by Pista as well. Um, yeah, she was beaten by Pista, who looked to be a fairly decent horse in the group two. May Hill, I think it was. Um, but yeah, she could be uh, worth a bet. What's her price at the moment? Believe in love, uh, 20 to 1. Yeah, so there's oh, two. Ha- ha- hang on. So she's 20 to 1 with 888 spot. She's between 5 to 1 and 6 to 1 with everyone else. Right, okay. So perhaps not believe in love then, unless you can get that price, which I think is I, ludicrous. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's absolutely crazy that she's a short price in Spanish Mission. Yeah, so do I. I think Spanish, Spanish Mission, Spanish Mission has better. fitness on his side, and he's won over one mile six at Chester before as well. Yeah, he's definitely the better in here for me. Um, I like yeah. Santiago, but the run last time was just too bad to be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not Santiago's biggest fan. I can't lie. I, I never have been. I would go so far as to say that that was the worst Irish derby of the last <laughs> decade that he won. Easy now. Sorry. It's true. Didn't Sovereign win an Irish derby? Yeah, Sovereign's amazing, and he ran a really nice race at Belmont the other night. <laughs> do, do you want to move on to Newbury? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, uh, there are two again. There are two nice listed races at Newmarket on the Saturday, but we don't really know what's going to turn up. The 240, the King Charles II Stakes, looks to be an absolute cracker with the likes of Belosa, Legion of Honor, Nando Parado, Devil Wilder, and Cloudbridge, but. It's, it's, I think it's too hard to call at the moment with only two horses jocked up in the entire field. So we're just going to do our best to look at the newbie races on the Saturday. And we're going to start with the listed Carnarvon Stakes over six furlongs, which features Tactical, Creative Force, Diligent Harry, St. Lawrence, Happy Romance, Jumbie, Spycatcher, Cloudbridge Doubly Entered, Michelle Star, Quarantine Dreams, Twilight Calls, When the Dealing's Done and Trina. Do you like any of those names I've just read out? <laughs> I like a fair few of these names that you've just read out. Um, you like Diligent Harry, don't you? Um, well, yeah. So, I'm for the record, I'm definitely not one to back on names. I've never been that sort of no. partner, and I never will. But, Neither. So I was a bit disappointed when Michael's pick came second at eight to one at Punchestown. Yeah, uh, I've, I I like Diligent Harry. I, I did back him in his first two starts, and then had a real decent bet. Um, on Lingfield and he really wasn't given the best of rides that day and then I opposed him next time and he won um <laughs> so he's becoming oh, a bit, yeah he's becoming a bit of um bit of an annoying horse for me to be honest um I feel, I feel as if if I back him he'll lose if I don't he'll just dot up but the one I'm gonna the one I'm gonna bet will be Spycatcher um I actually really liked him at Ascot I believe it was uh, the other day he finished third he was really quite keen um behind rohan that day um and to be honest that was the pavilion wasn't it so group three um mm-hmm. i think he was completely on the wrong side of the track as well he got no cover um he was quite lit up um i think this track will suit him better um Spycatcher would would most certainly be the bet for me, and I think you might even get a half decent price with the likes of Tactical, Diligent Harry, Creative Force in there. I also do really like Creative Force, but um, I'm not sure what sort of price he'll be. Do you, do you have any odds here? Um, yeah, four to one. Well, best price four to one as shorts five to two for Creative Force. If you can read out the first five in the bet. Uh, yeah, Tactical. Best price seven to two, Creative Force, best price four to one. Diligent Harry, best price six to one, but is as short as ten to three with Bet365. Saint Lawrence is six to one with Sky, but as short as seven to two. 
Happy Romance as short as five to one with Sky, but eight to one with three six five. This is a minefield. This is it, gonna get nah, closer is, nearer the time, surely. This is this is lovely. What price is Spycatcher? Spycatcher, 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 ten to one with Betfair. Best price six to one with three six five. Well, that's not his best price then, is it? I meant shortest price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Spycatcher ten to one definitely. Yeah. It, I mean, if you're one that goes off odds, uh, I use them to steer me in a general direction. I'm I'm not one to just go, oh, he's the favourite. I'm backing him. Um, but if you, if you like to go, nah, if you like to go off odds, you're going to be screwed when you look at odds checker for this, aren't you? Yeah, one hundred. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of time for happy romance, but the form of a Chelmsford win hasn't really worked out that well. No, and she made so real heavy weather at that. Yeah, I'd be looking away from her. I, I don't think I can have tactical, and I'm not sure why he's got a three-pound penalty because he only won a handicap last time. Or was it a listed handicap? He won the European free handicap, didn't he? Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's a listed handicap. He, maybe it's, he's got yeah. a penalty for that. I, I don't know why he's stepping down in trip. Um, he flew home over seven furlongs. Looked I'd probably keep young. him there. Yeah, I'd, I'd send him to the jersey if he was mine. I don't know if you'd do that. Um creative force he's just won two handicaps but he's probably up to this level off a rating of 103 diligent harry it's his first start on turf so i'd be a little bit hmm about backing him if uh, if that's a word in the oxford what, dictionary what would you be again a bit hmm all right yeah okay yeah uh, people will know what i mean even though it doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense <laughs> um do you know what i, I was probably going to stick up st lawrence but I think you've sold me on Spycatcher because he wasn't all that far behind St. Lawrence, was he? No, and you look at the circumstances and how that race played out for Spycatcher, I think. Yeah, I, think I mean, it, more than if St. Lawrence was if St. Lawrence was ever going to win a race, which he has already, but he, he didn't win many races at all as a two-year-old. He's perhaps a little bit ungenuine. He looks like he had that given to him on a plate, the pavilion stakes, and Rohan just flew from out of nowhere and won it. it I just can't see St. Lawrence winning again he's two from nine you'd expect to see a little better um yeah i just don't think i can back st lawrence so i'm gonna be a spy catcher but simply based on whatever you said whatever i said brilliant yeah Cheers, mate on, nah, on the, you've, uh, let's go on <laughs> you've swung me yeah i'll listen to it again yeah i'll listen to it again when i edit it and then i'll probably put two pound fifty each way on it oh, small stakes <laughs> I, de- uh, I definitely agree with you though you said uh you said in there that creative force will be a good bit better than 103 but yeah he definitely will in time um this is just a really trappy race and i think you might get somewhat of a turn up in this but yeah creative force will definitely be a 110 handicapper or even group performer in, in time yeah I'm, i mean i'm not really one to back in a trappy race if that makes sense but when when you make a case so well like that and he's a nice price to take the chance on it just seems worth it to me like he's got good form as well hasn't he spy catcher i think he was beaten by gear up in the acom yeah he was gear up's gone on to win a group one i've always liked uh spy catcher i think he's a really nice horse yeah are we moving on to the al ryan stakes yeah the return so, of logician talking of trappy races here oh, we this, go again this this, this <laughs> This one's fine. This isn't trippy at all. No? <laughs> no. Um, we've got Logician versus Alazi. 
Um, Believing Love's entered here. I'm not sure yeah. if she's going to run. She might opt for the one mile six Yorkshire Cup. Um, go on then. I'll let you kick us off. Um, it's just going to be brief for me. I've absolutely no idea where to where to turn in this. Um, Logician is the best horse in this race. There's that's unquestionable. Yep. It's just whether he'll be ready because I know. Uh, I don't think he was in training for a good part of last year. Um, uh, definitely throughout the winter. I was under the impression. I was under the impression he'd retired. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. I don't think he was in the yard for a fair while. But he's inevitably back. The Tory's getting the leg up. If he's right, he'll win this. Um, Al Arsi, it's just not for me. Um, if anyone wants to race in post or at the races, whatever you use, Al Arsi. Um, if you've listened to this pod before, you'll know why. Um, Rainbow yeah. Dreamer is just really unreliable, and he was given an awful ride last time. He's, he's got a competent jockey on him this time, yeah, though. Tom Marquand, yeah. That ride was absolutely dreadful. Um, Ranch Hand in there as well. They've always seen him as more of a stayer, so I, I think not he really sure about this. Sand as well, don't he, underneath his hooves? Yeah, and you've lost your Derby winner in fun. Derby winner, last year's Dante winner and Thunder. <laughs> You've been getting them confused quite a bit, haven't you? I have, yeah, Derby Dante. Yeah. To be fair, I've more the the Dante's what first day, and I'm more more focused on the Derby to be honest with you. But yeah, no, you've got him in here as well. Um, for me, um, it's an absolute no bet. Um, I'd be willing to play Slay Alasi if it came to it though. You don't, uh, you don't fancy the 86-rated David Minuzia-trained Asayaf? No, not at all. Do no. you? Uh, no, but I can imagine Jay will be putting up a quarter point each way tip on him just because of a trainer. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Nothing, nothing against Trackside. Jay he does uh, does lovely content. He's just perhaps a bit obsessed with Minuzia. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable considering he works for him, but you don't have to tip every horse that runs. Um, my preference in this race would be for Alazi. Although, oh God, if if Logician is ready first time up, he will win. Alazi's got a penalty, and the horses that he beat last time haven't really represented the form very well at all. Oh, you're really selling me on this. Well, it's just a weak race, isn't it? If you, <laughs> if you want one at a prize, if you want a prize, I'll give I'll Desert give you Desert Encounter. Encounter. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Desert Encounter. He coming. loves Newbury. Well. Maybe loves Newbury. He was second there on his most recent start. He's won there in the past, beating Pivwan, who won the John Smith's Cup at York. Um, he was third behind Young Rascal in formerly the Ark Trial, uh, whatever you want to call it. He's been second there to Emotionless. He's beaten second step there in what was formerly the Ark Trial. Why are they call him races formerly the Ark Trial? Just give it a new name. It's like, you know the race that used to be the fixed brush? Everyone uh, yeah. just calls it the race that used to be the fixed brush. I don't know what its actual name is. Just rename it the fixed brush. It just save everyone a lot of time and effort. But yeah, Desert Encounter. He's uh, he's not won in a while, but you know he's a consistent horse and he ran really well at forty to one at Sandown. Um, I couldn't put you off him at all. Yeah, no, and um, he chased home. A very, very decent horse that day, I think. In Walt yeah, Walt Koenig. Yeah, screw it. I'm going to put up Desert Encounter as a selection for this. There you go. I love yeah. it. So you started making your case for Alazi. 
Oh yeah, well he's got the penalty and actually I the mean, not really worked you, out so well. <laughs> you got in my head. You got in my head rent free by saying Jim Crowley's incompetent, Jim Crowley will get him beat, blah blah. I, no, I never said that. Then I actually that looked looking. at the reasons. <laughs> I mean, he, he won at Newbury, didn't he, last time out? So at least he's got course and distance form. It's just not been backed up very well at all. I think without a fight, Outbox, Tyson Fury and Deja all ran very, very recently. Um, in Is it the Bobcown Stakes that Ascot that yes. Alba Flora won however she liked? Yeah. And then Kip's ran in the Ormond and he was beating nine and a quarter lengths by Big Fat Japan. <laughs> so I don't. I might have to edit that out because why have I? Why on earth have I started by saying Alazi beats? You're you're not editing this out. I'll, I won't I'll, edit it out. I'll just come back and laugh at myself when Alazi wins. <laughs> no, he won't win. Um, you're right no. though. That race was awful. Um, I think there were nine runners. Seven have come out and they've all been beaten. Two haven't yet, and I don't suggest they do anytime soon. No. Well, Alazi did win it as he likes, but unfortunately, Alba Flora beat them all. A hell of a lot more convincingly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Desert Encounter. Proper bet. Desert Encounter, a lovely bet. We are just going to wrap this up. The Al Shakab locking stakes should be fairly straightforward, shouldn't it? Palace Pier will win. It should be fairly straightforward. You're right. But is but, it going to be? But yeah, I have a sneaky feeling. I have a real sneaky feeling that uh, Lopi Fernandez will be a completely different beast this year um he won really impressively last time out on his seasonal reappearance and to be honest with you it's not like o'brien to keep one in training at four if he doesn't think there's group races to be won um he's by lope de vega um out of a dan silly mare so he represents what could be nice sort of stud material on paper he you would you'd be able to advertise him fine but he just needs a little bit more sort of group races to his name. You, you, you could say he's been fairly unlucky in a, a couple of times. Um, but yeah, he looks a completely different animal last time. Um, he absolutely bolted up um, in Leopardstown last time. I mean, the field weren't great, but he looks as if he's grown, um, he's strengthened, and they know his trip now. Um, six to one against Palace Pier. I think in any other race, um, that is one hell of a price. Um, do do you think they know his trip? I think they do know his trip now. Yeah, you think I think he's a miler. I think he's an out-and-out miler. Ooh. I think he's a seven furlong horse. I'd love to see him in the foray at the end of the year. Yeah, no, the foray would be uh, would be uh, decent. Uh, I'd call this lad the Alaho of the flat. Um, you know how I, I was saying Alahoe needs a race at like two miles, six furlongs, 100 yards. I, I can't decide what Lopi Fernandez wants, whether he wants six, seven or a mile. I think he's better at seven. Um, he was three quarters of a length behind Pinatubo. Pre-Jean uh, Pratt, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, he was three lengths behind him in the Chesham. He was third in the Vintage at Goodwood. He won over six at the Curra, but I just don't think he's fast enough for six anymore. He's um, He was a massive baby last year, and with age, he is completely strengthened, and physically, he's a different specimen. Yeah, but I think do you he's think a, that's going to make him a better horse over six furlongs if he were to run over there again? I think he's a miler with a fantastic change of gear. Yeah, I, I, I'd run him at seven, and then a mile, and then six would be last preference. His he's, he's form over six furlongs has just not been great at all. He was 
11th 16 when sent off favourite for the Commonwealth Cup, and then 7th in the Haydock Sprint and 7th in the Champion Sprint. He's he's not a six furlong horse. I don't think he's quick enough. Seven furlongs though. When I watched that Irish Guineas, he looked all the way the winner, and then he was just beaten late on by Siskin and whatever finished second, Vatican City, who flew home, didn't he? Mm. Um, Lope Fernandez, he looked all the way the winner and he just didn't get home. But obviously now, with an extra year on his back, I can fully see why they're going to try him at a mile. He ran a great race in the Breeders' Cup. I think they found out how to ride him as well. I think he's yeah. been a really complicated horse with niggly issues, um, niggly trip issues. He's been racing on all sorts of ground. I think he's been kept in training because Aiden's found the key to him. He's won really impressively, and I genuinely think he could be one of the top milers this year. But yeah, I, he's I against Palace Pier here. I don't think he's good enough to dethrone him. He needs yeah. to find eight pounds, if not more, on official ratings. But if you look at the rest of the field, he's got to be the bet without, hasn't he? Without the favourite. I was just thinking the same thing. He, I mean, he should be about nine to four without the favourite. Uh, yeah, I think he'll get five, five to two. 11 to 4 without the favourite I think you'll get and I think that that's an absolute gift I can't see anything at all in here that will cause a threat I like Safe Voyage but I'm not sure I like him first time up and I'd rather see him at Haydock in that race that he always wins that he was beaten by Space Blues in last year (laughs) I can't remember what it's called the Betway Spring Trophy that's what it's called yeah he loves that race he's uh He's beaten Mankib in it before. And then the John of Gaunt, that's one that I'd like to see him in. I think that's run at Haydock as well. Uh, um, he'd be my pick at a large price. He's 10 to 1 with Paddy Power, but he's 25 with Ladbrokes. Hmm. So he'd be my each way pick. I, I like Happy Power, but I don't like the jockey. Uh, Who's that? Sylvester. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this is definitely a match race, no? Yeah, it should be. The rest of them are just playing for places. I'm not Lord Campari's biggest fan. Toro Strike's got a bit of improvement in him. I I like Top Rank as well. And, you know, if What's the Story comes out and wins that handicap, um, that's only going to boost his form, albeit handicap form doesn't really equate to Group 1 form at all. Um, Maybe he's just ready first time up if that makes sense yeah no it does i, I see where yeah. you're coming from but i think we're given an awful lot of time to the handicappers in here and i don't think we've even really touched on palace pier he was comfortably last year's best three-year-old Cole. yeah and he is comfortably the best miler heading into this year yeah he's only got one defeat next to his name and he, he lost, lost shoe. Shoe. yeah he still on... managed to come third uh, bottomless pr- ascot that day. Pretty impressive, and I mean, I mean, I'm not being funny, but Sir Busker could have probably won that QE2 if he didn't decide that he wanted to run into the paddock. He literally, I've never seen a hot horse hang so much. <laughs> he was literally have you just seen like bite in the JLT. Was it the JLT? Um, RSA. It, it was the RSA, yeah. But I'm, yeah. I should have probably said I've never seen a flat horse hang so yeah. much. <laughs> Sir Busker. He was out of camera shot until he passed the line in fourth. He was literally running a solo. He had no pace to aim at, which is obviously what Sir Busker does. He came fourth, so it was a weak QE2, in fairness. Palace yeah. Pier would have obviously won if he didn't lose a shoe. He's 
probably going to win the lock-ins and probably the Queen Anne. He'll probably end up ticking in something like the pre-Jack Lemoire in That's his stride. Yeah. He's, he's just going to win all the top mile races this year. The Jack Lemoire, uh, my French is awful. It might just be for three-year-olds only, that is it? Uh, no, it's not. I don't think so. No, it's for three-year-olds plus. No, You're just not allowed a gelding in it, which is fair yeah. enough, I guess. Um, yeah, so he'll probably take that in on his way again. Um, instead of the Sussex, depending on the dates. I've played so much starters orders and I've forgotten the calendar. I'm a fraud. I should be ashamed of myself. You really should. But yeah, I, I wonder what request bet you could get on Palace Pier to go unbeaten this season. That would I be can't... interesting, but I don't yeah. think the bookies would give you any higher than 5-1. to one. No, I was saying I'd maybe take 6-1, to 7-1. to one. I wouldn't take that. Really? No, I don't think so. I think that's a that's um like nobody really thought Enable could get beat, and she got beat a few times. It's like just it's just what happens. That, that that's true. That's true. So I think this bet would be. I think we're both in agreement. It would be Lopi Fernandez without Palace Pier, no? Uh yeah, and say Voyage each way. If you take them twenty fives, we'll have Brooks. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I think so. We're both in agreement. Palace Pier should should win. Um. But I tell you, going forward, I think Lopi Fernandez could be a miler really this year to to uh, serve it up to Palace Peel. Yeah, good shout. We might return to this part in Ascot um, after Ascot when he's just won the Queen and, and Palace Peel's sitting on the fence crying. You never know. <laughs> so we'll wrap it up there. We've gone on for a little bit longer than expected, but we've managed to cover a lot. Four, nine, ten. We've covered 13 races there, so... And the pre- Derby, the Oaks, looking back yeah, on previous that, races. Hopefully you've not been bored. No, no, no one's going to get bored. God, we're the most entertaining people on racing Twitter. <laughs> not really. Um, but thanks for listening. We appreciate all the support, the, the interactions with uh, our individual accounts and the new pod account. Make sure you give it a follow if you haven't already. Um, we'll see you next time probably for the Derby preview I would say um, yeah. we don't have anything in the pipeline until the beginning forget... of June now do we no I don't think so don't forget the Oaks yeah we'll be doing an Oaks and Derby preview the entire festival we'll be doing that probably at the start of June um, so until then enjoy yourselves stay safe and take care take it easy